If you've ever wondered how to keep yourself and your kids happy and healthy for life, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Move Better Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Turner, a physical therapist, strength coach, and former cheerleader and coach. In this podcast, we talk all things related to living a healthy life filled with joy, peace, love, and lots of cheer. Thanks for listening. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome back to the Move Better podcast. Uh, today I have with me Lisa Dahl, who is a health and well-being coach in Bolton, Massachusetts. And I look forward to talking with Lisa about her, uh, what she's got going on uh, and uh, how her company has involved. Involved And Lisa, I'm going to let you take it away. Tell us a little bit about yourself and um, what you're up to these days. Well, first, thank you so much for having me. And, you know, we've known each other for a while, so it's super exciting to have this conversation. Um, so as you shared, I am a health and well-being coach. And what that really means is that I work with women, meeting them wherever they are in their health and wellness journey and helping them understand where it is that they want to get to. What makes me different from other health and wellness coaches is that I take a non-diet, no-rule approach to health and wellness. So when you meet with me, you don't have to kind of brace yourself for these mega changes that you're going to have to do tomorrow morning that are not sustainable. You've already done that. What we do is that we take a long, hard look at where you are, creating awareness of what are the challenges, what are our opportunities. We create a vision of your best self, of where you want to be, and then we break that down into actions and behaviors on what is sustainable and what you can do every day. That sounds like a very... um calming and a nice way to approach health and well-being. Um, do you do you focus uh, on one specific aspect? I mean that's that like you it, it's whole body and um, it's a great question. And while I have an expertise in the practice of intuitive eating and mindful eating, what I have discovered is that <clears throat> food is just the messenger. And that we really need to take a look at the whole body approach. What is going on with your physical and mental emotional health? When we shift one thing, there is always a ripple effect of what is happening. So often people will say, you know, I'm a binge eater. I'm an emotional eater. I, you know, I'm doing all these things and I've been dieting and then I'm not dieting. We take a look at what's going on in your life. What are the triggers? How are you managing stress? What is, what's in your toolbox? We look at your strengths, your um, past successes. How do we bring in the things that you already know how to do? Because you already know how to problem solve in different parts of your life. We want to revisit those areas to help you see where you can bring those things into the present challenge that you may be having. So often somebody will say, well, you know, I can't sleep. I'm up at two in the morning. What do I do about my sleep? It's not what's happening at two in the morning. Most likely it's happening, what's happening at two in the afternoon. When we finally just, you know, crash at the end of the day and lay down, that's when all those thoughts start to come flooding into us because we haven't had a time to process what's going on. 
So we really take a, I take a full body approach and really unpack through vision planning, you know, what's happening, what, what are you doing? Where do you want to be? And then we break those down into three month goals and weekly goals that are sustainable. And when we, you know, determine those goals, we have that conversation, you know, and as simple as it sounds, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how successful do you think you're going to be with that goal? If it's not, you know, an eight or above, we want to unpack that goal a little bit more so that we can figure out where's, where's the, the pushback and eliminate the resistance so that we can build confidence, confidence and self-efficacy. Um, so what kind of, uh, who's fine, who, uh, who's finding you, but who, who's my client client? Yeah. Who, and, and why would somebody not, uh, not why would they want to come work with you, but like, why are they going to seek, you know, what are they looking for in their journey? So my typical, you know, quote unquote, typical client is women who are 35 and above. Um, who have struggled with their weight is typically the first thing that people really want to quote unquote fix. Um, But what I have discovered is that I work with people who have time management challenges, who are struggling in their relationships and how it's affecting their relationship and how they perceive themselves. Balance, work-life balance, managing kids, all of these things impact our health and wellness. And when I really took time to look at, you know, my past, you know, 100 sessions of who I was working with, all these different topics emerged of, of what the challenges are that my clients are are working with. And it has to do with stress, work-life balance, uh, children, relationships, partners, managing their, you know, parent care. And it all comes back to how do we find the tools and the confidence to care for ourselves that our needs are just as important as everybody else that we are supporting and how to bring yourself into that limelight of importance. So it's been an interesting process over the last few months, because I used to say, you know, well, I only work with clients who have disordered eating patterns. And that's really not true. I work with all of these things. And it just happens to show up in their relationship with food. That uh, this question may seem, uh, well, the question is, you know, have you noticed a difference? I mean, so the last three years have been worldly different and now we're shifting back into you know the the, the covid mm-hmm. emergency is yeah and we're shifting back into normal have you noticed the difference whether in the last few years or right now as we're transitioning back into normal in how people are reacting to that and how people are like are there are, are, is it different now than it was in 2019 like are they coming with different problems or is it or is it heightened because um, I, I'll, and I'll, the reason I'm asking this, I can tell from from myself, I have uh, more, I want to say responsibility, but you know, my parents are getting older, and there's been a lot of health crises, and they're fine right now. Um, but in the last three years, and I don't know that you know, some of it has to do with COVID, but some of it is also 
just they're older and I'm older and I have to pay attention to that. Um, and so, and I've noticed all that kind of struggle. And one thing that I loved about 2020 that we don't talk about, but like when the world shut down, I, we all didn't have to run anywhere and everything seemed to be just like super like easy, not the connection with people, but you know, and so have you noticed a difference in that? And uh, that, and that. I think it's a great question, you know, becoming aware of how these changes have impact the push, the pull, the resistance, our time, introvert, extrovert. And I feel it in myself, you know, as an introvert, I really embraced the pandemic and I, and I'm not discrediting the suffering that went on and the chaos in the world, you know, I don't want that misconstrued at all, but as an introvert and my partner is an introvert, the two of us kind of like tucked in and it was an easier time for us. I'm noticing with my clients as well as myself now, the resistance of, okay, you can pop on a Zoom call at 10 o'clock and it takes you 30 seconds to be prepared versus, oh, why don't we go meet for coffee? And all of a sudden I'm looking at my calendar and I'm going, well, you know, I've got a call, it, it ends at, you know, five of 10. And I've got another call that I want to schedule at 11. And all of a sudden that coffee seems really hard to fit in because it takes more time. And I think it's important, a word that I really use a lot, and this is something that a lot of my clients that I didn't mention earlier struggle with is social nourishment. How are you getting your social needs met? If you're an introvert, you may have less needs. You might only need one or two people. If you're an extrovert, are you getting back out there? What is your fear of getting back out in the world? How are you protecting yourself? So I think it's very individualized and I'm seeing it, you know, from my own personal space as well as from my clients. And I have some clients that are desperate for the social interaction and nourishment. And there's still some fear. It's, you know, the world has opened up and COVID is not gone. It's been pushed down and it is still very prevalent. So it is, you know, it, it's a great question. And I don't know that there is a black and white answer as there's rarely that for anything. And I think it's important for people to be introspective and, you know, are they an introvert? Are they an extrovert? Are they an ambivert? Where are they getting their energy from? If they are feeling that they are isolated and would be happier going outside, notice the resistance, name the resistance so that you can start to find ways to get over that resistance if you are in need of more social nourishment and getting out. And is it business? Is it pleasure? It's a complicated answer. And I think it's something that really needs to be continually addressed. Um, but I am definitely seeing clients, especially my older clients, where they have, they either live alone or, you know, have their friends are passing, like there's all different things or their, or their families live out of state. Their lack of social connection has such a negative impact on their health and wellness. And it is, it's something that really needs to be addressed because it, as we get older, 
when we are socially connected, that expands your lifespan. If you are not socially connected, no matter how old you are, that has a negative impact on your lifespan. It's these problems and challenges are real. So it's important. It's not, I just don't have any friends. It's deeper than that. That's yeah. just the, the iceberg. Yeah, I can see that a hundred percent with both parents and how they each they're in different spaces. Um, but one is a little bit more isolated and has, you know, and, and she was very, my mom was very social and, um, and, and a lot of her friends either live out of state, you know, they're, they're not from around where she, where we are, um, or they are, um, have passed on and, uh, you know, and, and so she feels very isolated and her family's all, you know, like, and so, I see that aspect of it. And then uh, my dad who was living alone and now is in an assisted living, like he's thriving to an extent because he's around people and having more social interaction. And, um, you know, it's, it's a hard, uh, you know, he also was uprooted and had to leave his home. So, you know, there's different aspects of that, but I think it's something that we don't really address. And, and, um, you're right. I think it needs to get talked about more. So yeah, it's funny. Like my parents are, uh, my dad's going to be 89. My mom's going to be 85. They are in incredible health. They travel, they, they do their things. Um, definitely aging, aging gracefully. We should all be so fortunate. And several years ago, my parents were living in a condo and my mom said, you know, I want to move. And I'm thinking like, are you freaking kidding me? Like you live in this lovely space why do you need to move? Because it's going to be a lot of work. And my daughter, who is a freaking rock star, really stepped up and helped my parents because my mom wanted to renovate and redecorate this new condo and all these things that I didn't have the capacity for. It's not what I love and my daughter does. And I'm just beyond grateful. And I was so adamant in my mind that this is just such a terrible thing. And why are you doing this? And fortunately, they proved me wrong. It is, they moved, she chose a place that reminds me of the college dorm. She must have a dozen friends that they see all they have to do is, you know, go downstairs, they sit outside by the pool or they go to the rec room, whatever it is. And she feels safe. She feels secure. There is a nurturing environment with all their friends. My father goes to, they call it the boys club. And at 1.30 or whatever time it is, there's probably a dozen men that go downstairs and they sit and they talk about current events and intellectually stimulated. And it has been fantastic for them. And I just saw the work because my mom could be very headstrong. Um, you know, she is fierce and as fierce as she is, she is that loving and wonderful and amazing, but she could be super headstrong. And I thought like, I don't have the capacity of this. Why are we doing this? And they love it there. And it's, it's a, and the other thing was, was that they moved from an over 55 community. So she hated being around quote unquote old people. She's like, the only time that anybody moves in is when somebody dies. How horrible is that? And they moved to this place now that has a few young kids, but more people my age, like mid fifties and up. And it's, she sees real life and she see, they need to see the young people. So noticing where you live and 
who you're surrounded by in your environment has such an important toll on your daily experience. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a that's a huge takeaway right there. <laughs> um, uh, what what tips could you uh, would you give somebody who um, since we're I guess on this uh, and there goes my camera moving on me. <laughs> um, what tips would you give someone either? Uh, I guess what tips do you give people in general? Like three three tips that are common. Um, whether it has to do with you know, finding that social connection or time management or uh, health and eating in general and, and, you know, in your practice? Um, You know, a few of the tips that I really always, always emphasize is that change takes time, practice, time, patience, practice, and self-compassion. The first step is creating that awareness Where is it that you want to go? And to get rid of that black and white thinking that any step that you take is progress. Change is about progress, not perfection. Health and wellness is a moving target. We don't just land there and stay there. So it's really important to be present, to be flexible, and to be resilient because life changes in a split second And when you dig your heels into saying like, well, this is working, this is what I'm doing today, that's great. And it may be different a minute minute from now, tomorrow, next week, next month, always being able to be in that moment to create that awareness and to figure out what is the best choice that you can make with the information that you have right now. So I'm not sure if that was three clear tips, but there was a bunch of things woven in. (laughs) No, that was awesome. That, uh, and the the dynamic and the fluid comment that you made um, and how life is changing, that is my philosophy on um, movement, posture, and balance. You know, many people always say, you know, you have to, like, I have to get better balance and I have to be standing up straighter and be, and, you know, in order to have better balance, I have to be completely still. And both of those are dynamic and fluid, you know, uh, your posture, we have to be able to move in and out of a static posture we have to you know move in and out of a position to have good posture and if we when we can't move in and out of that we're stuck in our way of thinking in our way of in our in our body then we develop poor posture um and in dysfunction and same with balance you know we, we're never statically we're never stationary and there's always a little bit of sway so there's always movement and flow so i like how you uh, that that to me is a great way to pull that back into movement as well um, in just in general and how movement reflects life really. Yeah. It's, you know, it's one thing to be able to stand on one leg when you are, you know, standing in next to a wall, what happens when you have to cross a log, you have to shift, you have to pivot, you have to balance and life is a balancing act. We are all juggling. Some of us are juggling too many balls and it's noticing, you know, which ones need to, which, which balls do you need to really get rid of? and how to understand where the stress, where the things are happening in your life that are not necessarily focusing on the negative, but reinforcing the things that bring you joy. Looking for the positive every day. Think about like when I work with my clients, I ask two questions, no matter what, 
Tell me where you're at today so that I have an idea of what's happening in their world. And then we shift to what is the best thing that has happened since the last time that we have talked. So that it automatically, I'm not looking to diminish the fact that somebody might be in pain, but we want to also remember that there is joy because when we remember the joy, that's where we start to springboard and have the capacity to move forward. We're all pivoting and balancing the best we can. That's excellent advice. And I love those two questions that, you know, and they're, I think they're good questions that anybody can ask themselves when you wake up in the morning in general, you know, Um, and, and find, you know, maybe the whole, when we focus more on what is bringing us joy and happiness and we, what, what we're grateful for, uh, you know, more of that falls into place. Um, so focus on grows and, um, you know, just yeah. t- even if, you know, even if it's just the one, you know, what's one thing, <laughs> you know, so. And that is it. What is the one small, simple thing that you can do? And if it feels overwhelming, break it down into the smallest bite-sized piece that you can do that you don't have that angst when you're like, oh, like it just seems so much. Keep checking in, wait until you get the, ah, oh, I can do that. Doesn't matter how small, the fact that you can do it, you found your spot of least resistance. Yeah. Uh, Lisa, what what uh, programs or pro- projects, what have, what have you got going on these days? Like what's coming up in the next couple of months oh, for you? Um, lots, of, lots, of, lots of good things. Um, first thing is that you can find me. I am doing, um, for those of us that are local to Massachusetts, I have a TV show called Getting Healthy Without Rules that's... Um, takes that you can find it on the Marlboro WMCT TV station. Um, But every episode is uploaded to my YouTube channel under the playlist, Getting Healthy Without Rules. And it talks about all these things that we are talking about. The premises is that it is a non-diet, no rule approach to health and wellness. And I have guests on anything from stress management to sleep to, um, I just recently had a finance fitness coach who is just absolutely amazing on shifting our thoughts about our finances and how they impact our health and wellness. Um, So I encourage if anybody wants to get to know me a little bit better without reaching out, because sometimes reaching out that first step is a little scary. You can watch the show. Um, I offer one-on-one coaching, which is always available. And depending on the time of the year, I have a, um, a mindful eating program, which is fantastic. And no matter what your relationship is with food, no matter what plan you follow, mindful eating is something that you can bring into your space. Um, I have some bigger one-day retreats coming up where I'm talking where we are combining efforts with a happiness expert. And we're going to be talking about authentic beauty and taming your gremlins on how you, your relationship with yourself. Um, I'm also going to be teaming up with um, another woman who is a plant-based chef. And we're going to be talking about mindful eating and nourishing to flourish. So all these things will be able to be found on my website. Some of them are there or not there yet. What I do have in place all the time are free monthly office hours. Come ask questions. I have free curated conversations once a month, which is an offshoot of getting healthy without rules so that we can dive deeper into these um, 
topics. You can always find me on Instagram, not as much as I used to be trying to notice my resistance because it is exhausting. Um, Facebook. And so it just depends on where my capacity is on where, where my channel is growing. But right now my biggest efforts is on my TV show, because I just find that that is real true information. Um, that's super helpful. Yeah. I didn't know you had that. That's it. That's amazing. I'm so excited for you that, um, and I'm can't wait to go check it out. That's a, yeah, it's been, um, I have, I don't know when this is being aired, but I started it in February of 2023. So it's not that old and there's probably about four episodes a month. Um, so when a week comes out, give or take, we're not, we're not exact, but that's the cadence. And I'm super excited about my guests that are coming up and what we're talking about. And the bottom line is, is that we all have different needs and opportunities with our health and wellness. And it's learning to find out what, what you need right now. And that's what we're about. Awesome. Um, and we'll, I'll, I'll get all your information and, and put that in the show notes so that that's listed there for everybody to reach also. Um, yep. LisaDollWellness.com is the pl best place to start. Perfect. That's good. Um, uh, this has been great. Uh, you've got some, uh, like, I think some excellent insight into uh, living our best life, like, which sounds like a cliche, but, you know, finding the balance between the struggle, the push and the time to enjoy and finding joy in the moments in between also. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for what you've got going on and, and everything. And I know that you, that you've continued to, to grow and evolve over the years that we've known each other. Um, so I look forward to seeing everything that, that comes going forward too. Awesome. Well, I thank you for having me as a guest. I'm excited to be part of your community and I just, I'm very approachable. So if you have questions, feel free to reach out. Thanks. That concludes another episode of Move Better Podcast, everyone. Uh, don't forget when in doubt, take, uh, take, don't forget when in doubt, when in doubt, breathe out. I forgot <laughs> just then. Uh, take life one step at a time. And as my friend Drew Kelleher said, you are responsible for your own vibes. So go get it. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Move Better Podcast. If you liked the episode, please be sure to like, review, and subscribe so you can hear future episodes. And if you know someone who would benefit from hearing the information that was presented today, please share it. For more health and wellness tips, you can follow Laura on social media or head to our website at www.movebetterllc.com. The link is in the show notes below. Have a great day. Keep working every day to stay moving better.